0: Welcome to Through the Bible with Dr. Buddy Walls. Uh, Today we're going to be talking some more about Jesus. The last time uh, I covered part two, Jesus part two, and so today will be part three. Should finish up about Jesus. Uh, I cannot think of a better subject than Jesus Christ. We had talked last time about how Jesus' soul had been tormented because he had understood what was to be expected of him. He would suffer separation from his father while dying for the sins of the world. Now, do not ever uh, get the misconception just because he was God in the flesh that his suffering could have been less. Yes, he was a God-man, but he suffered more than any other natural man had in the flesh. He was spit on, beard plucked, hair pulled, spikes drove into his hands and feet. He was stabbed with a crown of thorns put on his head. He was given vinegar for a drink, beaten with a cat of nine tails beyond human recognition, and that was before they nailed him to the cross. It was a slow, agonizing death while he suffocated. It was not easy to look at He was not easy to look at, yet his family was there. Nonetheless, his anguish did not force him to abandon his work. Jesus came to suffer and die for sinners. He was dedicated to God's will, so he prayed, Father, glorify thy name. After this, a voice responded from heaven. John chapter 12, verse 28. John chapter 12, verse 28. The Bible says, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The Father had been glorified through miraculous signs throughout the Son's service. The ultimate joy, however, had to come through the cross and the resurrection. The crowd that was there and heard it said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken spoken to him, John chapter 12, verse 29, John chapter 12, verse 29. The people therefore that stood by and heard and said it thundered, others said an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. The crowd had previously been split over Jesus. They were now split even over the voice from heaven. Some thought it was an angel, while others thought it was just thunder. Jesus said that this voice was for their benefit, not his. The Father verified the Son in order for them to believe. Only one miracle is recorded in all four Gospels. More than 40 miracles are recorded in the other Gospels. While most of them appear in multiple accounts, Only one miraculous event appears in all four Gospels, which was the feeding of the 5,000. The twelve grew restless as the evening progressed. There are so many people in need of food, a hopeless situation, so they begged the Lord to send the crowd away. Jesus would not send them to the nearby villages to get food. They complained that they only had five loaves and two fish. So there were about 5,000 men. And so he said to his disciples, Have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish and he looked up to heaven and gave thanks and blessed them and broke them and kept giving them to the disciples that set before the crowd. They all ate and were completely satisfied. And the broken pieces they had left over, it said, were abundant and were picked up twelve baskets full. I'd like to read you some scripture out, beginning in Luke chapter 9, beginning in verse 14. Luke nine fourteen. For they were about five thousand men, and he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did eat and were all filled. And there was taken up fragments that remained to them, 12 baskets. You know, Jesus was under extreme stress right before the crucifixion. As Jesus prayed in the garden before his crucifixion, we can see a glimpse of the agony that he was experiencing. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, drops, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. The clinical name for this condition is hematidrosis. It's especially interesting that only Luke, the physician, finds the medical condition interesting enough to mention. Mary was present at Christ's birth and death. Mary watched her son be crucified. Even in his torments, Jesus was concerned for the care of his mother, instructing John to care for her. John chapter 19, verse 26. John chapter 19, verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. A sign was placed on the cross explaining Jesus' crime. It said, King of the Jews. According to Matthew's gospel, a sign is made. That explains the charges leveled against Jesus. John tells us since the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. John chapter 19, verse 20. John chapter 19, verse 20. This title then read, Many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. The letters, capital N, capital, capital I, capital N, capital R, capital I, Henry, appears on many crosses and crucifixes. This comes from the letters, first letters in Latin. Crucifixion was not rare in Rome. The Romans kept their power through intimidation. If there was the slightest hint of dissent from an individual, Roman authorities would flog and crucify that person as a warning to the majority. The number of people thought it to have been crucified in Rome were, were in the tens of thousands. It is critical to remember that the uniqueness or depth of Christ's suffering on the cross has no bearing on the impact of the gospel. It stems from who was crucified and what happened afterward. Where Jesus was buried was prophesied. It was predicted where Jesus would be buried. According to Matthew, after Jesus died, a wealthy man offered up his burial, burial plot. Matthew chapter twenty-seven, beginning in verse fifty-seven. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-seven. The Bible says, when the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the bodies to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb where he had hewn out in the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. Isaiah predicted Jesus' burial hundreds of years before. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9. Isaiah 53, 9, it says, And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. According to the prophecy, Jesus was executed as a criminal, but ended up up in a tomb of the wealthy. Jesus' tomb was triple protected. The Romans were wary of any of Jesus' followers stealing his body because they knew he had promised to return in three days. They did everything they could to keep it safe from outside interference. This included three distinct safeguards. A large stone, a disc-shaped stone, is commonly depicted in art in front of Jesus' tomb. A guard—we don't know whether they used Roman guards or Jewish temple police—but Pilate demanded that a guard be stationed in front of the tomb. A Roman seal, a Roman seal with both a sign that the contents belonged to Rome and a warning to anyone caught breaking such a seal would almost certainly be crucified. It would have been nearly impossible to reach the body. Jesus' resurrection was physical. Some believe that Jesus was raised in a spiritual body rather than a physical one. However, Jesus' physical body was raised from the dead. You should be surprised at how many churchgoers today do not believe that Jesus' physical body was raised from the dead. Yes, it was. He tells the disciples in Luke chapter 24, verse 38 this. Luke chapter 24, verse 38. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled, and why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me, and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. To help push this point home, Jesus ate in their presence, and our glorified bodies will be the same way. Yes, you will be able to eat in heaven, and you don't have to worry about diet or diabetes. You'll be able to enjoy everything you eat for all eternity. They served Jesus' broiled fish, which he ate in their presence. Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Luke 24:42. And they give him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb. Verse 43, Luke 24, 43, And he took it and did eat before them. A prophecy was spoken to Jesus as a child. During the presentation of Jesus in the temple, Mary and Joseph were welcomed by an elderly man named Simeon. Simeon was given promise by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Messiah before he passed away. It was the Holy Spirit who led him to realize who Jesus was. As he held the infant in his arms, he thanked God for allowing him to experience the salvation that God had provided. When he spoke to Mary in Luke chapter 2, verse 34, Luke chapter 2, verse 34, the Bible says this, And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Luke 2.35 Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. A sword will pierce your own soul. The last sentence of his prophecy proved true, as Mary watched her son be crucified. The risen Savior appeared to his disciples and followers twelve times. The New Testament Chronicles says Jesus appears after his resurrection to a total of 12 different individuals or groups. Mary Magdalene, the mother at the tomb, Peter, the travelers on the road, the disciples without Thomas, the disciples with Thomas, the disciples while they fished, the disciples while on the mountain, the crowd of 500, those who were at his ascension, ascension and Paul. Jesus commands us to be witnesses. The last words of Jesus' gospel are referred to as the Great Commission. And they are where Jesus handed the church his assignment to spread the gospel. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Just before ascending into heaven, Jesus says something very similar to his disciples in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. The Baptist was Jesus' second cousin, because Mary and Elizabeth were cousins. Jesus and John were also cousins. The angel Gabriel also announced John's birth to his father. A priest named Zechariah who was married to Elizabeth because both Zechariah and Elizabeth were elderly, the birth of John is regarded as a divine miracle. The number 40. The number 40 reoccurred several times in the life of Jesus. Jesus fasted in the desert for 40 days. Jesus preached for about 40 months. 40 days separated the ascension of Jesus and his resurrection prophet Micah predicted that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Micah the Morshite, one of the twelve minor prophets, predicted that the Messiah would be born in a small village near Jerusalem. The book of Micah chapter 5 verse 2. Micah chapter 5 verse 2. But Baal Bethlehem Ephratah Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Again, the Book of Matthew recalled and confirmed this prophecy. The Mary, the Virgin Mary, did give birth to Jesus in Bethlehem. His conception was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. The Virgin Mary did give birth to Jesus in Bethlehem. His conception was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. The Old Testament reveals hints of the coming Messiah, but only the book of Isaiah was specific with the details. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The New Testament book of Matthew confirmed the fulfillment of the prophecy through the birth of Jesus. Have you ever thought of this in closing? We have been looking at all the things Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the creator of the universe, went through while he was traveling 33 years on this planet. He loved us while we were yet sinners. That is grace beyond explanation. If he had not extended his grace, we would have no hope in this life. The very least we could do is to believe and obey his word. Why? Because he is the way, the truth, and the life, eternal life. I want to ask you one more question before we close here. Are you 100% sure... That you're going to heaven. If you're 35%, 55 75%, or even 99% sure, I've got some sad news. You're not going to make it. God wants you 100% for sure to know for a fact that you are going to heaven. We all fall short of God's grace. Recognize that we're a sinner and then do something else. Repent of that sin. That means actually give it up. You know, you can repent a thousand times, won't do you one bit of good until you actually go another direction, give up or forsake that sin. That has to be done before you can enter heaven because God can't, can't allow a sinful person to be in heaven. So, you know, those that are saved, what the Bible calls born again, we're already a citizen of heaven. We just haven't got there yet. Well, I hope you enjoyed this study. Until next time, Dr. Buddy Wall signing off.